Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more, and everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Plus, you get to personalize all the details, including your lapel, lining, and your own monogram. Hell, even RJ Barrett's brand new collection with Indochino just dropped, and if you recall that pink suit he wore on draft night earlier this year, yeah, that was Indochino, and pretty much everything that he's worn in the tunnel walk into the locker room before games this season has also been Indochino. Their process is simple. Choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. Your package will be delivered straight to your door in just two weeks. You can also get measured and design your suit at your nearest Indochino showroom or do it all yourself online at Indochino.com. Right now, you can get $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code BLUEWIRE, for $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more. It's an incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Blue Wire. The San Diego Chargers select Joey Bosa. Oh, here comes Bosa! The Los Angeles Chargers select Derwin James. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to this week's second edition of the Powder Blue Review. I am your host, Michael Peterson. If you guys haven't yet, go on over to Twitter, follow me at Zone Tracks. That's spelled Z O N E T R A C K S. And you might as well follow the podcast Twitter handle at PB Review Podcast. As well as going over to SB Nations Bolt from the Blue.com. That is their Los Angeles Chargers blog. Do a lot of good stuff over there. I do a couple weekly pieces that kind of string along into um, my weekly podcast as well. Guys, it is an exciting week. Monday night football. Both teams are away. Technically, the Chargers are hosting this one. It's at Estadio Azteca um, in Mexico City. This was the stadium that the Rams and Chiefs were supposed to play in last season, but due to such a poor quality of the field, it just wasn't kept well whatsoever. Um, the teams essentially said they refused to play at that stadium, so they're going to... Um, Playing it this year, it looks way better, apparently is way better in terms of quality this time around. So we will finally get to see a game in Mexico City, uh, first one obviously the last couple of years. It's exciting. The Chargers, unfortunately, are going to be pretty short-handed. The Chiefs have a full-strength Patrick Mahomes back in the lineup. And I'm not sure what to think of this one simply because the Chargers were able to obviously beat the Chiefs last year in Arrowhead with quite a few people missing, including wide receiver Keenan Allen and running back Melvin Gordon. And that was obviously a game where Mike Williams had to have a historic performance to keep them in it. So um, today's show, guys, obviously we're going to preview Monday night's game. We're going to talk about the three things I'll be watching the most closely when the game is on, as well as go over the final injury report. And technically it's not final because they do practice on Saturday that would be you know their normal Friday but I will talk to you guys about how things are looking at least through Thursday and today on Friday's practice so without further ado let's get into the show Monday night's game is going to pit our four and six chargers with the surprisingly 
underwhelming six and four Kansas City Chiefs uh, this year in 2019. Um, obviously, Mahomes missed a couple games. They lost at least one of those games. Um, but most recently, they lost to the Tennessee Titans, who also happened to beat the Chargers earlier in the season. Um, even with the Chargers performing as badly on a week to week basis this season, the crown, honestly, for the AFC West is still much, you know, possible. I mean, the, the, the Oakland Raiders, I believe, are ahead of the Chargers by one or two games. Uh, the Raiders are only a half game, I believe, ahead or a game back from the Kansas City Chiefs. So honestly, you know, something crazy could happen. The Chargers could run the table and, you know, end up AFC West champions. Um, I highly doubt it unless, you know, the, the they're somehow able to get past the Chiefs here and we're able to get Derwin and Adrian and, and a couple guys back following uh, the bye week, which again is realistic. I just, you know, it's tough to kind of get my hopes up about those things. Um, but looking at some of the numbers here, uh, starting with the Chargers, we always like to kind of go over how each team has done up to this point in spotlight, you know, team leaders and stuff like that. So Philip Rivers sitting with 2,816 passing yards. He is currently leading the NFL in that category, has 14 touchdowns, but has thrown 10 interceptions, which is a big reason why this team is four and six. Melvin Gordon, uh, he's rushed for 300 yards on 86 carries since he's come back, has four rushing touchdowns. Also has a receiving touchdown with 15 catches for another 91 yards. Austin Eckler, uh, 90 carries for 340 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Second on the team still with catches, um, 57, 559, and six touchdowns. He's actually, I think, second or third in the NFL with uh, in terms of most catches without a dropped pass. And uh, I believe Michael Thomas of the Saints leads that with like 80-something. But Eckler's second or third with his 57. Hasn't dropped a pass at all this season. Keenan Allen sitting with 62 catches leads the team uh, in that category as well as receiving yards with 725 and three touchdowns. Again, has not caught a touchdown since week three. Mike Williams still hasn't found the end zone, but sitting with 31 catches for 585 yards on pace to set a career high in that category. And then you've got Hunter Henry, 33 catches for 418 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, those three came in his first two games back. Um, uh, from his injury, his tibia plateau fracture. Defensively for the Chargers, Thomas Davis is still your leading tackler, has 78 on the season. Joey Bosa is second on the team with 48 total tackles, has eight and a half sacks. Drew Tranquil is now third on the team in tackles with 43 total stops. And then Desmond King going strong with 40 total tackles, still has two and a half sacks. All those came in the Miami Dolphins game. Defensively, uh, excuse me, switching over to the other team, the Kansas City Chiefs, um, Mahomes, 2,626 yards, 18 touchdowns to just one interception. And that's insane. And remember, these numbers are for uh, eight games. Mahomes did miss two games due to a dislocated, I believe, kneecap was it, which sounds super gross. But Mahomes is still right up there with league leaders in passing yards. And I mean, that ratio, 18 touchdowns to one interception, is just absolutely insane. Um I mean, that's the difference between a like a good quarterback and I guess pairing them with a good offensive play caller because, you know, Rivers sitting at 14 and 10 is such a far cry from 18 and 1 that it's kind of embarrassing. One guy has been, you know, one of the most consistent starters, one of the best quarterbacks supposedly over the last, you know, 12, 13, 14 years. And you've got Mahomes who steps right into this offense. And it's just putting up historic numbers. Has the most um, passing touchdowns, I believe, 68 through his first 25 games. The next closest is Dan Marino with 60. So if that kind of tells you any sort of idea of like what pace 
Mahomes is on to start his career. There that is. Damien Williams, running back, 79 touches for 302 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. LaShawn McCoy, 72 carries, 371 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Tyreek Hill um, leads the team. Ty actually leads the team uh, with Nicole Hardman. They both have five touchdowns. Hill with 33 catches for 543 yards. Kelsey, 56 catches for 741 yards and three touchdowns. Um, the catches and yardage do lead the Chiefs in receiving. And then uh, the aforementioned Hardman, 21 catches, uh, huge yards per catch average, uh, 437 total yards on those 21 catches and those five touchdowns. Damian Williams, uh, Damian, excuse me, Wilson. They've got a Damian Williams running back, Damian Wilson, linebacker. He leads the Chiefs in tackles with 59 total stops. Has two tackles for loss. Second on the team is Travorius Ward, a cornerback, 53 total tackles. Anthony Hitchens, probably one of the more consistent linebackers um, on a week-to-week basis, has 51 total tackles, two tackles for a loss. And then the stars on that defense, Chris Jones, remember, who had, uh, I think, 15 and a half sacks last season from his defensive tackle spot. Currently sitting with just five sacks um, at this point in the season, 22 tackles, four tackles for loss. And then Frank Clark, the man they traded from the Seattle Seahawks during the offseason, he's sitting with 21 total tackles, six tackles for loss, and four sacks on the year. Humans have been shaving for thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave? It hasn't changed much. The ancient Greeks didn't need flex balls or heated handles, and neither do you. That's why Harry's doesn't overcharge you to add gimmicky features to their razors. They focus on delivering what actually matters, sharp, durable blades at a fair price. You know, I've actually gotten Harry's. I've gotten the shaving gel is my personal thing. Um, I went out and tried. turns out you can find those things at Target. I thought it was just kind of an online brand. Well, they're readily available, and their products are nicely placed on Target shelves. So if you guys want to go ahead and give that a shot and don't want to worry about even having to worry about it online, you can do that. Harry's is actually a return to the essential. It's a quality, durable blades at a fair price. It's just $2 per blade. They've cut out the middleman, manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for, I think, over a century. And it means that you get an incredibly high-quality blade at a factory direct price. It's just super convenient. Blade refills are delivered directly to your door on your schedule, with or without a subscription. And there's no risk for you to try them out whatsoever. If you don't love your shave, just let them know, and they'll give you a full refund. Listeners of this show can actually redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Just get to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better right now. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or... Blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, you know, it's, it's just been such a long day, and, and sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. And, you know, if you're someone like me, then you just work long hours on top of podcasting, on top of writing, on top of watching film, and, and unfortunately, sometimes it's just not right. You just don't feel right, and uh, it's kind of something that if you don't want to give it your, if you can't, or feel like you can't give it your all, then you just don't want to do it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is also simple. 
Just get to roman.com slash bluewire and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, and now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today, connect with a doctor, and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. Before we get into this week's three things I'm going to be watching for closely against the Kansas City Chiefs, let's go over what is on the injury report so far. So I'm just going to kind of go down the list and give you my thoughts here. Um, On Thursday, your full participants were Denzel Perryman. Justin Jones has been a full participant since Thursday, looking good for him. Dan Feeney and um, actually just those three on Thursday. Limited was Roderick Teamer. Your did not participate were Jeremy Davis, Russell Okung, Sam Tevy, Justin Jackson, Cole Mazza looks like has come down with an illness, which is why they signed uh, a long snapper and put Cortez Broughton on IR, unfortunately. And then uh, Thomas Davis got a a veteran rest day, and um, that is that. Friday, looking at full participants from, again, Perryman, Jones, Feeney, Roderick Teamer was, again, a full participant. But Jeremy Davis, Okung, Tevi, Jackson uh, were all did not participate. And then Cole Mazza, the long snapper, was a limited participant. But again, they did sign another long snapper. So I don't think they're going to make Mazza go if he doesn't have to. And for some reason, Trey Pipkins is on the injury list on Friday, at least, as a full participant. I'm not sure why he was included, but he was listed with a toe injury of some sort. Um, But it's looking like he's still going to get the start at left tackle. For the Kansas City Chiefs, you're looking at, um, as far as today, Friday goes, uh, Derek Nadi, Mahomes, Chris Jones, Kendall Fuller, um, Eric Fisher, Cam Irving, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, Frank Clark, Sammy Watkins, all full participants. Mitchell Schwartz, their right tackle, was a limited participant with a knee injury. And uh, Alex Okafor, Emmanuel Ogba, who I believe leads them in sacks this season, and uh, backup tight end Blake Bell, excuse me, were all non-participants on Friday. Now, uh, ending this thing the right way with this week's three things to watch for against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we're just going to get right into it. So number one is I'm going to be watching since Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon missed last year's win against Kansas City at Arrowhead. Can those two make an impact this time around? Um, so at the time last year, if you remember, Allen was knocked out of the game after diving for a, a touchdown. Uh, he fortunately didn't get it, but he was knocked out after that. Um, so they played without him and then Melvin Gordon was still nursing a leg injury that he re-injured, I believe a week or two prior, um, against the, the Arizona Cardinals. And in that game, he came back from a lower leg injury and, uh, they didn't want to play him so fast, but he really wanted to play against the Cardinals and he like re-injured it on some weird end around that got basically a dude full speed into his leg, uh, tripped him up as he was like the main one on this end around. It was just a weird play design and it was weird because why would you you know your most injured person put him in the most like he took the brunt of the damage you know uh he was in harm's way the most out of anybody on that play um but in that game mike williams obviously caught a trio of touchdowns while running back justin jackson scored on the ground and um man it's tough like i like i said allen has been slow 
Uh, he hasn't been like a dud, but no 100-yard games, no touchdowns since week three. Um, he hasn't looked like himself, and I'm just not sure what's going on, whether it's the play calling or something's wrong with Allen or whether it's Phillip Rivers' fault. Because, I mean, that guy is throwing more touchdowns than t- uh, interceptions, excuse me, more interceptions than touchdowns uh, since week four was it against Miami um so that's tough that's really tough to kind of pinpoint what's going on with Allen hopefully he can maybe use this game as a bounce back especially in such an important contest as this um Gordon's obviously coming off his first 100 yard rushing performance of the season and by far his best game since his return from his holdout and uh, when it comes down to it I think the easiest way for the Chargers to beat the Chiefs on Monday will be to keep their offense on track ahead of the chains and just gobble up as many points as possible even if they come away with three, um, just being able to play keep away whatsoever from Mahomes should be a priority. Number two, can the Chargers defense limit tight end Travis Kelsey without Derwin James? Now, if you guys recall, in the first game of last year, the Chargers hosted the Chiefs, and he showed Derwin James just how impactful he can be uh, when he helped limit Kelsey to a single catch for six yards. I don't remember the last time he's been held to you know such a low stat line since then. And in their Week 15 contest, James kept him out of the end zone again. And especially, uh, there was a huge play on a third down that really kind of helped shift momentum for the Chargers where Derwin stopped Kelsey cold in his tracks um, on this clutch third down. It was huge. And uh, Kelsey did finish that game with seven catches for just 61 yards. So, I mean, he was productive, um, sort of. But at the end of the day, Derwin did get the best of him. Um, unfortunately right now, James and his backup, who also plays a ton in nickel and dime packages, which is Adrian Phillips, they're still sitting on IR. And without those two, the Chargers will likely use some combination of safeties, uh, Jalen Watkins and Roger Teamer, as well as guys like Thomas Davis and Drew Tranquil kind of in that linebacker, uh, rotation. Um, this season, Kelsey has caught 56 for, uh, 741 and three touchdowns. And the thing is, he may not be getting into the end zone as much as usual. He is still Mahomes' most consistent weapon to move the chains. And I think, again, being able to keep him off the field and play keep away, the biggest thing is going to be stopping Kelsey and making sure you always know where he is on those money downs. And number three, rounding this whole thing out, I simply have uh, Phillip Rivers must refrain from throwing the bolts into an early first quarter deficit. And I mentioned earlier, he has 14 touchdowns to 10 interceptions, right? He's one of the, he's third in the NFL actually right now in interceptions behind uh, Baker Mayfield at second. And um, after posting seven touchdowns to two interceptions through week four, Rivers has gone seven touchdowns and eight interceptions since, including three in his most recent game against the Oakland Raiders. In last year's Week 15 matchup, the Chargers somehow managed to overcome two early interceptions from Rivers and came away with that 29-28 victory. Um but Williams hasn't yet to find the end zone. And, you know, they're not going to get a repeat performance from Williams. You know, who knows? They may get uh, this huge, outstanding, amazing performance from another player. But, like, that's what it took to beat the Chiefs last year. It took a guy um, as a second-year player, huge bounce, bounce back year from his rookie season where he barely played, to have this game where he caught three touchdowns, including the, the two-point conversion, which was the game winner. You know, I just don't see it. And so for this, Rivers is going to have to play his cleanest game of the season if the Chargers hope to leave Mexico City, you know, have any dream of uh, leaving with a victory and getting their first divisional win of the season. 
So that does it for today's show, guys. Really appreciate you guys coming out. This was episode 35 of the Powder Blue Review. Still crazy. You know, we went from 1 to 10 to 20. And, you know, now sitting at 35, it still kind of amazes me that we're still doing this thing. And it's only going to get better um, as time goes on with each season that comes. I hope to be, you know, doing this for, for more than one season. And, uh, you know, when it comes down to it, you guys are going to be the deciding factor in that for me. Um, so once again, go ahead and follow me on Twitter at Zone Tracks. That's spelled Z-O-N-E-T-R-A-C-K-S. Uh, follow the podcast Twitter handle at PB Review Podcast. And again, check out BolsonBlue.com. You guys are going to like it. There's a lot of good stuff going on. We've got a lot of good writers over there. Um, and then, you know, just a heads up, we do a yearly draft show where we all get on uh, Google Hangouts or, or Facebook Live and, and stream that and kind of do our own commentating for the Chargers draft picks and through the three days of the draft. It's a big event. We all kind of grab, you know, our own, our drinks. It's, you know, BYOB. If you guys want to come hang out with us and, and chit chat, we do take questions. And it's just kind of a big hangout. Uh, you know, if you're a Chargers fan that really likes draft stuff and wants to talk about those things, especially during the NFL draft and take guesses at who they're going to draft and what their strategy is, that's a big thing we like to do. It's a ton of fun. So um, just giving you guys a heads up of what to expect kind of after the season heading into draft season. So, Guys, I really appreciate it. Um, Subscribe, like, five-star reviews. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Do not be afraid to slide into my DMs on Twitter and uh, tell me your thoughts, honestly. I absolutely love talking to you guys and appreciate any and all feedback. But uh, this has been Michael Peterson with the Powder Blue Review, guys. And I will see you guys next week, hopefully being able to celebrate the Chargers' first win in the division. I'll see you guys next week.